welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, satsrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, and bonjour, and buna, and priviat. It's really, really good to be with you again today, and we have a very special guest with us today. It's Adrian Moreno, and Adrian is a mindset expert, and he's also known as the business hypnotist, and I'm so excited to have you with us today, Adrian. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? I'm really excited to be here. Thanks a lot for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure and my happiness to have you with us. And I will ask you to please tell us more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I help people realize they're not broken. Uh, I help people create the life that they want by helping them build a mind that works for them instead of against them. Uh, So I specifically have been working as a hypnotist, you know, for a good while now. Um, But my overall thing is redefining what it means to be human because I believe we have a very limited perspective on the potential of what it means to be human and what we are really capable of. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit about the work I do and um, I'm loving every bit of it. I love it. And just in what you shared right now about what you do, my gosh, just there was so many profound things that you said right there. (laughs) let's begin to dig into first of all the one of the first things you said is that you help people realize they're not broken tell me more about that uh well every as a hypnotist i specifically work with entrepreneurs and a players when i say a players i mean executives salespeople, producers right and um i realize a lot of them come to me because they have things that they want to fix you know Mm -hmm. they're like I have social anxiety. Um, even salespeople are like, I get anxiety before sales calls, or, you know, I um, have a fear of public speaking. I have a fear of leading my team. I feel like I'm going to lose everything. Or they feel like something is wrong with them is the number one thing. They're like, you know, I have this problem. I feel like I'm broken and I need to be fixed in some way. And I also know a lot of people have ideas that they're broken. But that what I just said is the significant part, ideas of being broken. I want people to understand that being broken is an idea. It's not a reality. There is no such thing as an actual broken human being. Even, I mean, every single one of us are full blown human beings. And I use this, you know, point to like really drive it across. You know, I personally know my dad's, one of my dad's best friends, he lost both of his legs. 
Mm. Um, you know, so he did not have his legs, but that wasn't a broken person or half a personality in any in any way. That was a full on human being there. You know, so clearly there is a full being that can never be broken. But mm. when we believe we're broken, our reality reorganizes itself to show that. So what I do is I just help people realize they're not broken because when you you already have everything you want, you have all your goals, you're as, as wealthy as you want to be, like you genuinely do have everything. It's a matter of realizing it. It's not a matter of accomplishment. It's a matter of realization. Have you realized the abundant part of yourself? Have you realized this part of yourself? Have you realized these things? And yeah. same thing when it comes to brokenness. Have you realized the fact that broken is an idea and there is a full, complete being holding the idea? Mm. And my job is to help that complete being remain unleashed by the beliefs that they put on themselves. So that's basically it, if that answers your question. Gosh. Oh, I just love everything that you shared right now. And it made me think about uh, the example that you gave about your father's friend um, who had missing legs or, mm -hmm. or how you described yeah. it, right? Uh, made me think about really how our society views people who have various what we call disabilities at a physical level. I mean, there's mm -hmm. all kinds of other things as well, of course. But if you just look at the physical disabilities for a moment, I actually have multiple members in my family, my extended family, who have various physical disabilities. Like I, um, the, uh, like my own brother, he's wheelchair bound. He has not been able to stand on his own feet for, I've lost count, uh, I think like 25 years or something like that. And even prior to his ending up in the wheelchair, he he has his genetic disorder because of which, you know, his muscles have been growing weaker and weaker over time. You know, I have an uncle who has that same genetic disorder, um, you know, and and so even with and beyond that, you know, I have other family members like grandparents who because of age related issues developed various physical disabilities and so forth i have grown up in a home in a family where i have seen a variety of physically challenged yeah like a range of like physical challenges that people have to deal with in their lives and one of the things that I've learned, especially in the context of having lived with my brother all my life, is that it's not a tragedy <laughs> that he has this, this condition or this, this thing that he has. I mean, it just is what it is. And he's figured mm -hmm. out how to deal with it and live with it mm -hmm. and thrive through it. And so have we, like, I don't see him as some like poor 
person like you know poor like th- there's a lot of people who have this attitude when they see people with disabilities they have like, ideas sorry yes them. exactly yeah, just, yes. just ideas 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 yes. come from the word i ibn which Ugh. means to picture so they have oh. pictures of people and um yes. yeah i totally get that oh my gosh oh my gosh so i have seen that a lot a lot of people you know have all of these like you said ideas about what it means if you have a physical disability or if someone else has a physical disability so to speak and it's just it causes a lot of suffering to so like a lot of these ideas Mm-hmm. also creates a lot of self-doubt mm-hmm. and if you're like someone who's trying to do stuff in the world to, to to create positive change in your life and other people's life my gosh this can really erode uh, at your self-confidence and all of that so i know you are one of the things you're really awesome at is helping people eliminate self-doubt yeah Yeah, that's uh, Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back? from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me your happiness expert samia vano just use my online calendar link in the show notes now back to the show uh yeah so what i so so because i work with entrepreneurs i noticed that mm. one day i was studying how to become a i mean how to uh copyright right so like you know i'm an i'm an entrepreneur i like to copyright in terms of copy sales letters and stuff and um and in one of the books in the ultimate sales letter it talks about before you start writing content for your audience you get to know your audience like know who you're writing your content for so something told me to um you know understand my client a lot so i have journals here uh these are like just two of a lot of journals that i have they're full of notes from sessions with clients right and what i do is when i'm getting ready so, so whenever it said get inside of the conversation that's going on with their mind i have a lot of details about that like you know they tell me all of their problems right and so i one day i went through all of these and went through hundreds of pages And I noticed the number one fear, the number one problem going on with my clients and all of my clients make six to eight figures in that, I mean, uh, in personal income a year. 
uh, multiple six to eight figures. So they're very wealthy. I mean, they're not extremely wealthy, but they're well off. They're successful. They're accomplished or driven, but uh, they still feel small and inadequate, which I saw was really interesting. A lot of them feel small, smaller than their goals. They feel inadequate. Um, a lot of them felt like they weren't worthy of success. Now that they are successful, they have an idea that they are not, they're not worthy of maintaining the success or multiplying the success. Um, and it was just a constant fear of, it was just a constant uncertainty. Even if they had a very successful track record, they will they were still very uncertain and still very um, insecure with themselves. Mm. And so because I saw this, I started to notice this was a big problem for people. In other words, they questioned themselves in terms of who they were. And once I noticed that was the biggest thing that was going on amongst these individuals, it just got me really invested in helping them because I noticed that a lot of them also don't talk about these things because when you're running a company, especially when you have team members and stuff, mm -hmm. you don't want to be perceived as like, Hey, I'm going through something right now. Yeah. You don't want to be perceived as like weak, even though it's not a perception of being weak. It's just, Hey, you're a human being and you're experiencing something. Um, and so they hold it in and when they hold it in, they just develop more and more of a baggage it's like you're trying to take off on a hot air balloon but that hot air balloon is being weighed down by sandbags mm -hmm. and so what i do is i come in and i remove those sandbags so they can get to where they want to go a lot more easier with a lot more fun at the same time nice i love it so what would you say is like maybe a root cause of like the self-doubt because you're absolutely right it is such a huge problem that so many people face pretty much i think all of us at one yeah. time or another certain every i think everybody i think deal everybody. with it i know i've dealt with it um what what have you found is like one of the root causes well self-doubt that ranges in term because there i don't care who, who you meet there's no fundamental number one root cause for every single problem in the for every like like if i have self-doubt my root cause can be extremely different from yours mm. right in terms of in terms of the content uh -huh. but the context is always the same uh -huh. but the context is is a belief about yourself that content that is the block so let's put it this way I had a client who was generating $18 million a year in a real estate company, pretty successful, right? Doing really well. And he was feeling great about, I mean, like everything was going great in his business. He got to the point of his business where he was ready to hire a CEO to come in and basically run the company. And he was just kind of going to step back. He was still an owner, but he wasn't really going to be in the day to day anymore. And so he wanted to spend all of it. The, re the number one reason why he wanted to step out was because number one, he, he didn't expect it to grow this fast. Number two, he really wanted to speak on stages and to write books. That was where his heart was at. So he said, if I can bring in somebody to run my company, I can have the time to start writing and doing these things. And the problem was, is he brought in three CEOs, but he micromanaged every single one of them and all of them quit their job. So he quickly realized I have a pattern of room. Every time somebody comes in, 
I consistently push them away to run my company. In other words, I'm like always taking away my time from writing. I'm always procrastinating on writing. I'm always putting something over writing or something over speaking. And I can't seem to start speaking and writing. Like, dude, what is going on? Like, I'm not sure what's happening. You think hypnosis would help? <laughs> I was like, well, let's figure out what's going on. So hypnosis, not well, when I work with people, I don't do this every time, but timeline regression is a real thing. And I don't utilize it with everybody, uh, depending on what's going on. Sometimes there's not a need to go back into time. But what timeline regression is, is imagine shutting your brain off to the point where not your brain. Imagine right now your brain has a light. Imagine we turn that light off and it gets dark. Yeah. Timeline regression is turning a flashlight on and looking at every memory, looking at every part of your mind to see where those memories are where you have not paid attention to to see where those beliefs are that you have yet to pay attention to what in your past what event did you pick something up right and so with this client he went back to a memory where he was four years old and in this memory of him being four years old he was at his grandma's house and they were uh they just got done trick-or-treating it was halloween night and all of them were sitting in a circle, him and all of his cousins. There was like five of them. And he was the youngest cousin. He was four years old. His oldest cousin was nine. Remember, my client was 33 years old now, but this was a memory. So he's in this memory. It's very vivid for him because in hypnosis, it tends to be pretty vivid. And he goes, uh, I was like, what's happening? And he said, well, everybody's talking and I'm trying to say something. I'm like, well, well why? What's happening? He goes, well, in that memory, he spoke up. But when he spoke up, the oldest cousin said, shut up, nobody wants to hear you. Mm. So when his oldest cousin told him that, my client tells himself, because this is what we all do, we look, at our, in, we look at our environment, we look at the events taking place, our data, our, we look at the data around us and we interpret that data. We make it mean something. So in that moment, my four, my client who was four years old at the time, his little mind with all the information it had up until that point, did the best it could to make sense of what just happened. And he says, my voice doesn't matter. And then in that moment, he decided to believe his voice didn't matter. No wonder at 33 years old now, he wasn't writing his book and he wasn't being on stages. Why? Because his voice doesn't matter. I don't know about you, but putting your book out there or speaking on a stage, that's putting your voice out there in an extremely vulnerable way. Why would you do that if you genuinely believe if there's a four-year-old kid inside of you that believes their voice doesn't matter? You, your mind will not allow you to do it literally because the belief is in itself the root cause. There's, it's not that, it's not that that event was the root cause. It's not that my voice doesn't matter or nobody wants to hear me was the root cause. It was the fact that he chose to believe those things. Yeah. A belief is the root cause to everything. Your entire external world, every circumstance you are dealing with is, a, is just a reflection of your own perceptions. It is a reflection of your own projections. And so my client was showing himself that he was not good enough. We did the session and now his book's out. He was writing his book for four years. He got it done in four months. He was on news. He was on newsfeed weekly. He's been featured on uh, a couple of other like 
TV channels and a couple of other things now. And he's been speaking. Now he's gotten a speaking engagements and he's doing things. He's over the fear. He's getting to where he wants to go. Why? Because he uncovered the belief behind the emotional response. Because what happens is when you believe something, it creates an electromagnetic charge. A belief creates an electromagnetic reaction, which is a feeling. When a belief creates a feeling, a belief will create another thought in a like feeling, and then it becomes a circle. And then you are just thinking certain thoughts, feeling certain ways, believing certain things, and you think that you are at the mercy of external conditions. When in reality, you're so intertwined with your environment and the events in it that you can't even dictate and see and distinguish the thoughts and the expectations and the beliefs that created it. So that's the root to everything. If you're dealing with something. The root cause is not that you don't believe you're good enough. The root cause is not that your voice doesn't matter. The root cause is a belief. Belief is the basis of your human experience. So changing beliefs is the number one way to legitimately, and when I say legitimately, I mean on a physics level, change your actual world by changing a belief. Your world reality will reorganize itself to meet the brand new belief. But that's my super long answer to your super short question of what is the root cause of self-doubt? Ah, well, thank you for giving that answer and for just being so real about it, you know, because my gosh, I- I'm totally with you. I 100% agree with you, you know, ah. Uh, and it's isn't it so interesting like in this example that you were sharing of this client on the one hand he has his belief that his voice doesn't matter and and that was holding him back from writing his book from speaking on stages in a certain context but on the other hand the other pattern of behavior that he was demonstrating was this micromanaging of other people on his CEOs, right? And so in that context, he's speaking a lot and, and almost to a point where, or in a way where he's like doing too much of it, you know, even exactly right. Yeah. So look, so there's something interesting here. So the mind's number one job, this is the the mind's number one job is self-preservation. It is to keep you alive and keep you healthy for as long as humanly possible. Yeah. That's why when you burn your hand on the stove when you're little, you never do it again. The mind is designed to prevent danger and drive you towards pleasure. That is how it keeps you alive. Mm. So in his mind, his mind perceived speaking on stages and putting his voice out there is dangerous. So what his mind did was produce symptoms. It would produce patterns to prevent him from being on a stage like that. And since he felt like he didn't have a voice, that drove his ambition to start a company and say, ha ha, I did this. 
I'm running this thing now. It gave him a sense of significance that he didn't feel in that moment. So it, it, it became a positive thing because it drove him to create success that many of us just dream of, right? But it also was a double-edged double sword. And it came with, hey, you're too scared to get out there and lead the way you know you're capable of leading, right? And it's all because it comes down to that, that inner perspective of us. Yeah, and I think it also has a little bit to do with there's so much that we end up doing in our lives in reaction to try and prove something right or wrong. But if you're doing it from that place of reaction and trying to prove something right or wrong, you can only go so far with with that as the motivation and the strategy to move you forward uh, because as long as you're in that mindset underlying that mindset is still there's a that part of you that still believes that other thing that you're trying to disprove you know mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. <laughs> right and can I, can I say one thing that I just really want to kind of get across because mm -hmm. when I tell these stories because a lot of the things that I do is people are like they're doing a lot of timeline regression and they're uncovering what I call because what hypnosis does and I think this is important for people to understand so if they have any weird feelings toward hypnosis they'd you know leave that be right I mean so they can leave that behind but hypnosis itself is just a process that hypnosis is not a state of mind Ooh. hypnosis a process that induces a state of mind mm. what hypnosis does is it gets somebody from beta brain waves right now me and you we're in beta we're in alert wakeful wakeful consciousness hypnosis drives somebody all the way past alpha into theta when you're in theta something significant happens your unconscious mind the door in between the conscious and the unconscious when i say the door i mean it's invisible it doesn't really exist guys it metaphorically opens up mm -hmm. and it's easier to communicate with it. So you're able to uncover your belief system and change the belief system, right? So that's why, that's the reason why it's powerful. It's not like a woo-woo thing. It is a legit science of getting people's brainwaves down to change neural uh, pathways. That's all this, it's just like cognitive behavior therapy and psychotherapy. They do the same thing, but hypnosis does it a lot quicker. So that's basically what it is. Now, with that being said, because your your beliefs are your subconscious mind, because I help people access their subconscious mind, they have an idea that do I have to go back to all my childhood shit to see where I excuse my language, right? But do I have to go back to all my childhood stuff and see where I picked up these problems? And it's like, no, you absolutely do not. Your point of power is right now. Your conscious mind is very powerful. If you follow your patterns of thought, they are coming from beliefs. A belief is nothing more than a thought that you keep thinking. So if you pay attention to your pattern of thought on a daily basis, you will be aware 
of your belief system. You don't need to go into a trance. You don't need to do the, I need to go see my inner child to do this. No, but what you need to do is catch the belief when you say it. For example, earlier today, I was pitching some pretty big Fortune 500 company to go in and train their sales team on how to use hypnosis to close more deals. So I was pitching them and in my mind, I immediately, I mean, cause in my body, I felt insecure and kind of not safe, right? Like I felt insecure, a little imposter syndrome. And then I was about to send the message, but something said, they're not gonna like, they're not gonna talk to you. But I caught myself because I've been doing so like I've trained myself and I've watched my thought. And so I caught myself in that moment and I said, they're not gonna talk to me is an idea. That is a belief about reality. That is an assumption of mine, but that is not actual reality. So I use my conscious mind in that moment to change my, let my emotional charge by focusing on a different emotional picture by changing my perspective in that moment, but that you can change beliefs consciously. You do not need to access these super It's not a super deep state. We go into it every night. When you go to sleep, you go into theta. It's a regular thing, but you don't, I just don't want people to like fall into it because I've noticed I've had some people from other podcasts and like other trainings, they would reach out and they're like, do I have to like go through all my deep stuff now? I'm like, look, you actually don't. But what you do have to do is become aware of your constant pattern of thought. That is the key to changing things because patterns of thought are only beliefs externalized and they're saying, hey, pay attention to me. It's only, so it's not a matter of uncovering unconscious beliefs. It's a matter of uncovering beliefs you have yet to examine in your conscious mind, but they are there in your conscious mind. It's just, hey, number one, do you believe they're in your conscious mind? And do you want, are you, do you actually intend on examining them? Do you try to examine them? It's important that if you believe you're at the mercy of your subconscious, it will seem that way. Beliefs shape your experience. If you believe, oh, I have some unconscious block going on. That's BS. No, you're conscious of the block that you're saying. The block is the belief that there is a block holding you back. That is the block. It is not the actual, there's a block. I'm like, no, there's a belief that there's a block. My friend, you're creating it. It's not a matter of, so see the conscious mind is designed to see these things. The conscious mind is designed to see clearly, clearly, but it is our own beliefs that shadow us. It is our own beliefs that fuzzle up the, fuzzle up the image. It is our own beliefs that, that trick us that say, hey, you're looking through this prison cell, but the prison cell is actually your own creation and you can easily take it away. But you can do this consciously. Like I want people to understand the conscious mind is powerful. When I utilize hypnosis with somebody, I don't, I don't take their conscious mind out of the picture. Their conscious mind is in the picture. Their conscious mind is doing the work. Because their con- Your conscious mind doesn't disappear. When you go to sleep, your conscious mind is still there. Your ego is still there. There's a sense of self that conscious, even when you die, there is a conscious awareness of, hey, I just did transition, right? That conscious mind that's there is a powerful thing. And so I want people to also just understand, yes, I'm a hypnotist and in my field, a lot of hypnotists will tell you, you gotta uncover the subconscious mind 
my friends, the subconscious is conscious if you pay attention. So I just want people to yes. like, oh. sometimes I think it's just invaluable to say to people. Yes. And the, oh my gosh, you actually talked about something that I would have asked you about because Go ahead. I actually have a very similar perspective to yours and I always am so, you know, I mean, you already said it, honestly. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Honestly, like one of my biggest realizations that I've had in my life that has been life-changing for me, that the, the belief that, you know, these kinds of beliefs about like, Like, for example, the the belief that change has to be hard. It's just going to be hard. Oh my, It's always yes. hard. You that's know, like big, that's, that's a it, famous belief. <laughs> exactly. And it's like there's so many other things, right? That, that's an assumption. That, that's not a reality. Exactly. You know, I want And it's like people, people go into these things like um, they have this a certain surface level knowledge of how therapy works and people have these um you know images in their mind of you know you go to a therapist and you lay down on the couch and <laughs> and you talk about all your childhood stuff yeah, and that yeah. you have to do that uh to that's, get therapy I, I, i believe that's damaging to people to like to consistently Yeah. overanalyze your past mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that's damaging to people yeah. I'm like you should pay attention to your current reality because your current reality your thoughts today I mean your reality today is what you thought yesterday yeah. you know so everything the answers are here in this moment you know if you go yeah. back in time you're going back now still Yeah. you know and I yes. go ahead I agree I agree with you because people spend so much time trying to figure out why, you know, why did this happen to me? How did I end up in this place? I need to oh. go back into my past, you know what I mean? Can, can I say something here? Yes. Okay. Okay. Look, I, so this is gonna first and foremost, if anybody is thinking that right now, you're about to, I'm about to save your freaking life with this, with this perspective. So here we go. How did this happen to me? Why am I here? What's going on? I've thought those things too. I'm not here to belittle anybody's situation. I love every human being. I've gone through this stuff too, but I've also got on the other side and I want y'all to see this. Thoughts are literally, thoughts literally shape reality. In 1801, we discovered what an electron was. In 1770 something, we discovered what electricity was. In 1820 something, we discovered that electricity produces magnetism. And then in the in the 30s of the 1830s, we discovered that at the basis of an atom is an electron. It is a electromagnetic field. And only in the 20s, did they, in 1920s, did they really start to amp up the, hey, there is actually something way deeper than matter here. There is actually, inside of these pieces of matter, There is an electric magnetic charge that we can't see, but it's alive. In other words, it's vibrant. It is vibrational. 
and they can they have, they have tools today that can measure this so everything you're seeing and not seeing like the spaces are all right here they all consist of this electromagnetic energy right so now that we got that in the 1800s i believe it was late 1800s there was a scientist that accidentally discovered that the brain was electric and the heart was magnetic. Mm -hmm. And they saw that actually both the brain and heart are extremely electromagnetic. When you think of thought, it produces an electric magnetic impulse of energy. When you feel an emotion, it produces an electric magnetic impulse of energy. You following me so far? Yes. Okay, so clearly we are made of the same stuff that everything in the world is made of, yes. right? Now, our hearts produce a magnificently powerful, godlike, creative, magnetic power. It is a godlike power. When I say godlike, it creates. So this heart that radiates this energy is very creative in its inner in its in its nature. So whenever, and they've measured this, on 9-11, we have these two satellites. Uh, US has two famous satellites that measure the electromagnetic uh, energy of the earth. Ooh. One of the satellites on 9-11, when the planes got, when the planes hit the towers, picked up a massive spike in the electromagnetic field. And so they said, hold on, the earth's energy just shifted in ways we've never seen before. So they got that graph, they got the data, they pinpointed the data to see when the spike, two spikes happened. They pinpointed the data to see when the spikes happened. The first spike happened 14 minutes after the first plane hit. The second spike happened like 12 minutes after the second plane hit. In other words, that emotional experience was global. That emotional, I don't care who you were, if you were alive at that time, you felt something, even if you were a little kid who was not even conscious of what was happening. So at that time, there was such an emotional experience. What that emotional experience did was literally in, go through the atmosphere and change the vibration of the world. So literally, thought by thought, feeling by feeling, you are creating your reality in a very real way. Your world is a reflection of your perceptions. So if you want to figure out why did I get here, you are what's happening to you. You are where you are because of the thoughts in your head. Every idea you hold is an electromagnetic charge that will materialize into matter, into a living experience. So my fr friends, you are where you are because you thought and you felt yourself there. Yes, yes. And it's like the old way of doing things, I will say, because old in the sense that before we had this knowledge, before we had this understanding, we were limited to trying to figure things out at the level of matter but now that we have this new understanding we can actually learn to create change and understand things at this other level and it's just so much faster yeah <laughs> we're talking just... about fun and easy i find it so much more fun and easy yes and that's what you're saying level. 
what you're saying about fun and easy. I love your name and thank you for saying that because I wanted to say something about your name. When you say make change fun and easy, that is genius because I'm not religious at all, right? I, I respect everybody's religion. I, I do love what Jesus be talking about. One of the things Jesus says that I love is to become, to enter the kingdom, you must become again as a child, right? To enter the kingdom, you must become again as a child. And if an if a old man were to go to ask a seven-day-year-old infant, what's, what is life? That old man would live for eternity. When Jesus said those things, there is something very playful about that. I want you to, when you look at an electron, an electron is a positive charge. Literally, the foundation of the universe is like a loving energy it is a fun it is a vibrant it is a creative energy look at children children are closer to the to the source they're not closer to source but in for language purposes let's just use it so people understand they're closer to source than we are look how unfiltered they are look how expressive they are treat changing your beliefs changing your life like a game have fun with it pretend like me before I ever made any real money in my life I pretended like I had money I was acting like a kid think about this when a five when my five I mean my nephew when he was six or seven he was a ninja for for Halloween to everybody else he was a little six or seven year old regular boy but to him that was a trained elite ninja in his mind he was a full-on ninja. You could not tell him otherwise. If you said his name, he was like, that's not my name. My name is this ninja name. He was a full-on ninja. That level of expectation, that level of play is what's necessary to change your, your life through a scientific approach. If you want to scientifically change your life and, and reorganize your reality, change your electromagnetic field, make change fun and easy and it would actually happen one of the principles to making visualization work is childlike wonder when you approach it like a child shit just happens for you so it's so important that people understand that make change fun and easy be again like a kid be again it is it is real and it makes a profound impact on uh, how fast you get results awesome awesome and oh my gosh, Adrian, I'm having so much fun talking to you and we're running out of time. I know, I know. So I, know we're going I have over. to wrap up yeah. for today, but do you have any last words? How can people get in touch with you? Well, my last words before I tell them some, like what, you know, just what I want them to. If you're going to take away anything from this conversation, is that you are godlike in terms of how you can create? There is a very this picture back here, right? It's this, it's it's of Adam reaching out to God. If you notice, you know Adam's finger is all limp. It's just kind of hanging out there, not just chilling, you know. And then God's hand is like, hey, I'm trying to like I'm right here. You don't need to work really hard we are the same thing if you just realize that there is a creative power within every single one of you you are not you are not at mercy 
of external events. You are not at mercy of events outside of you. There is no separate event from you. All of the events that are happening in your life are extensions of you. So you can change whatever you want by just changing the pictures in your head. If you change the picture in your head, the world will project that picture right back to you. So spend some time every day focusing on what you want. And whenever you're moving forward in your day-to-day -day life, move forward with that image top of mind. So the whole time I've been speaking here, the, the, the TED logo, TEDx logo has been in my mind. Why? Because that's my next goal. So in every action I do, whenever I'm waking up, when I'm working out, when I'm talking to you, this is my second podcast interview of the day. When I'm writing, when I'm doing something, TEDx is in the top of my head. I keep it top of mind. And where do I go? I go in those directions. Keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Those are ideas about reality. You are literally the creator and you can do whatever you want with that. So I'm going to say that. Now, aside from that, if you want to continue to follow me, there's two ways you can follow me. The first and foremost way is going to be a real, you know what, actually just, I'm going to just give them this way. So I simplify it for them. And number two, it's going to show them all of my other socials. So if you're interested in figure, if you're interested in changing your belief system, and gaining a level of unshakable certainty in yourself. So you can come on shows like this. You can walk on stages. You can present yourself like the person and the powerful individual that you are. If you want to be more certain in yourself and you want to trust your decisions and move forward and express yourself, I created something called The Unshakable Entrepreneur. What it's designed to do, it's 100% free for your audience. What it's designed to do is it's designed to take you through a, an experience where you are going to be able to truly dip into a powerful state of mind and eliminate things that are holding you back like self-doubt insecurity performance anxiety or the thought of being broken so if any of that if that sounds even slightly interesting to you just go to www and you can put this in the show notes but www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable www.rewiremythoughts.com slash slash unshakable and just put your email in and um yes you got to give me your email put your email in and then it's going to go ahead and it's going to shoot it straight to your email and you'll have signing access and um my emails will say hey look here's my podcast here's my socials and then you'll be able to like follow me if you want some more personal yes. um, and i message my email list every day so we can we can talk through email every day coolness that's amazing that's awesome for sure we'll add your links in the show notes so people our dear listeners please check those show notes connect with adrian also by the way drop my links in there if you want to get in touch with me and until we connect next time i just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy Thank you.